Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Steve Golab, co-founder of FG Squared and also founder of Golab Austin. Now, Steve, I could go on and on about your accomplishments, but one of the articles summarized you and said you were the evangelist of co-working and cooperation. And it's an interesting statement given that we're currently in a situation where co-working may not be ideal. And I know you have dedicated yourself in your current journey in life to supporting other founders and other entrepreneurs. So welcome to the show, Steve. And thank you for being willing to, you know, share your, not just your successes, but also your struggles. So I'm going to turn this over to you and let us know, did you ever have a blind spot in your life as a leader? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of them. Yeah. Thank you, Birgit. Blind spots are a big part. They call it the Johari window, I think, where other people know things about you that you don't know about yourself and how important it is to uncover your own blind spots and, and being open to what others have to share with you. All yes. pointing back to the value of a coach. Yeah. So tell me, when did you discover one of your blind spots? You know, we started in 1994. I co-founded a digital agency at the dawn of the commercial internet. It was called FG Squared. And we went on to serve many global companies for 20 years. I co-founded that with two other partners. And one of them was someone that I had known as a child. You know, we, we met in middle school and then we started the company when we were around 21. And he and I were struggling like in year four of the business. And we we weren't sure what to do. We had like an over concentration of business with what I would call the global semiconductor clients and industry, which was on a downside of its global cycle. And he was the leading partner and I was more of a managing partner of the business. And like I said, we've been friends and but this challenge in our business was creating a real rift in our friendship. So I had been reading a book from our CPA that was re-envisioning like the future of accounting and he was talking about this gentleman by the name of Carl Crum, who is an organizational consultant or coach. And he recommended that we reach out to this gentleman. And uh, we did. And he came in to the business back in 1998 and helped us reimagine the future together. And it was amazing. Like we kind of white, white spaced it. And eventually the rift in our friendship was mended. And together with Carl, we learned how to kind of reimagine the business on an ongoing basis. And that helped us weather the storm that came our way for the next, you know, 15 to 20 years, mm -hmm. the ability to constantly be reimagining our business. Yeah, I love the statement, reimagine the future, reimagine your business. I think the other quote for you should be Steve, the reimaginer, because you've done that over and over, right? You did that with GoLab Austin. Now you're, you know, partnering with another company called Spoken Here. To me, I feel like you're constantly reimagining the future and you've dealt with lots of crises in life. And a lot of people now are in, in crisis. And not only have you dealt with business crisis, you've also had a health crisis that you went through. And wow. how do you keep going? Well, I'm glad you bring all that up. Frankly, I mean, in the entrepreneurship community here locally in Austin, one of the areas that I consider myself to be an expert in is what I call rebooting. Mm. So rebooting is all about figuring out like where you need to intervene in the system, you know, as, and as a business owner, you might need to intervene in 
the sales or the marketing or ultimately in the innovation or, you know, the team that you're bringing or, or your partnership or even at a root level, the relationships that you have outside as a founder outside of your business or, or even like who you are as an individual. So understanding where you want to intervene in your life, you know, when you, you know, how deep is this crisis that you're going through and you know, how can you more quickly get the ship back heading in the right direction? And some of those interventions are deeper and some of them are shallower. But I mean, I think that it's all about stewarding your own meaning as an individual. And that's something that is really, you know, going to be a critical skill as we continue to develop through this pandemic and, you know, on the other side of it, because people think that we're returning to normal, but I don't think so. I think we're going to be charting a new course. Yeah. And you certainly have been a pioneer in spotting new trends, new courses and rebooting yourself over and over. And I know that, you know, you had over 50 employees, you had even more clients. And then at some point in personal reboot, you're now choosing, you know, to help other founders. And as you see the future, you know, what, what piece of advice do you have to give to, you know, founders, CEOs that are struggling currently dealing with this crisis and thinking that it's the same and maybe that's a blind spot, thinking that go back. I don't know. What what would you say? Thanks for asking. I think that one of my pieces of advice to any entrepreneur is always the partnerships that you're building with people, whether it's, you know, a real business partner, or whether it's maybe more a looser community partner, there's all kinds of partnerships you can be building. Maybe it's a partnership with yourself, you know, and the different, I call it even inside of yourself, I call it the inner peace treaty so that you're not fighting yourself all the time. But for me, my experience, and we kind of touched on this at the beginning, and I think it's very relevant to your podcast, Birgit, is finding someone you can trust who can be like a trusted advisor or a coach who you can share and reflect with on an ongoing basis. And maybe they're exposed to more industries and situations than you are in your specific industry. And you have the ability to kind of cross-pollinate ideas based on where the forefront of business thinking is and maybe being able to bring other experiences to some of their other clients that might be in similar situations but different. So I definitely think having other people involved that you trust and you can share, I think these are key key verbs to share and reflect with Mm -hmm. one another on an ongoing basis and test the models and the ideas that you have together. And, you know, and then ultimately secure commitments with one another and come back together at some point and reevaluate where you are, hold each other accountable. Boy, and as leaders, it it can be pretty lonely, as they say at the top, and especially because of (laughs) confidentiality reasons. But during times of crisis, I don't see how any leader cannot partner with someone or cooperate, you know, with someone in terms of idea sharing. And you specifically have, I don't want to say an unfair advantage because it's been very painful, but you've been through so many crises. I think, you know, right now, finding someone who's been through crisis personally and professionally, you've had it all over the place, the reboot. (laughs) so to speak. Yeah, we didn't really talk much about it, but we went through 9-11. That was like maybe a two or three year phenomenon in Austin. And Mm -hmm. we also went through the global financial crisis in 2008. And Mm -hmm. we haven't been through a lot else until this pandemic here in Austin. But just generally speaking, like the willingness to look at yourself in the mirror and to see yourself the way that you actually are and be willing to make changes that are important. Like you got to make those changes. It's really important that you can see 
see yourself for where you are. It's not only important to see yourself, but you've got to actually be able to picture yourself where you are in your own journey. And so having good models, that's really a good reason to have a good coach because coaches tend to bring great models with them. And if you can locate yourself inside of that model, honestly, and then that will inform you what you need to do next because you can't do everything at once. You just got to figure out what you got to do now and keep those relationships. I mean, obviously those relationships create all kinds of power, the community. I always hear about people in their lives. They're like, I wish I had kept my network up or I wish I had built my network. And what would be the value of working on your network today and going out and making one more contact than you were planning on today? So I highly recommend that to all entrepreneurs. And and that's something I try to do for them too, because it's like a gift is I can bring my network to play. And I think coaches in general are really good at that because they they have a wider network than most of the entrepreneurs I know. Yes. In fact, uh, you and I met through our network and I'm very grateful for that. And, uh, (laughs) and, you know, blind spots, the show, a lot of times it's about, you know, what were you missing or what you're struggling with, but there's also a blind spot on the positive side. And since I've been talking with you and, and know your background, I'm like, yeah, blind spot for you on the positive side is you really been a pioneer with tech things. And there's a lot of companies right now in this crisis time that that has been a negative blind spot for them, not not knowing all these tech things, not knowing how to use those tools to, to reinvent their companies. As we wrap up the show, do you have any recommendations or any suggestions or ideas about that? Well, I mean, obviously, everything is going remote more. So, you know, moving to more of a remote workforce as much as you can is going to position you for the future as we experience. I wouldn't doubt if this is just the forefront of, you know, a bigger or what do you call it? A warm up drill for like a bigger pandemic in the future. So, I mean, take this to heart and start building a, you know, a business that's less fragile and can weather the storm through something like this. I mean, I definitely expect that we're going to see a lot more of that five year from now that companies that took this as an opportunity to build a stronger business will, you know, be positioned for the future better. And then beyond that, I would say that, you know, I've gone out of the tech space and I've moved into food. You know, I I like to say that food is the next internet and I see it as kind of like a blue space or a blue ocean. You know, I kind of see tech as kind of like a red sea, you know, if you were to like take blue ocean theory and that it's a very collaborative space and it's very important to the future of of our nation. I kind of see that as is a really a space that people should be paying more closer attention to is what I would call food tech or I don't know, it's like people tech, human tech. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how do you how do we create stronger individuals and communities? I think it starts with maybe farming and food. Okay. Well I'm I'm glad I asked that question. I mean you are known to be a pioneer and <laughs> I don't know a lot of people who are thinking about that other than, you know, one of my financial advisors, New Harbor Financial They've got food stockpiled up and and they're advising people to, you know, form communities around them and kind of like what you were known for in that article, structure cooperation communities and help each other. And when you and I talked, you're like, okay, and how can I help you, Birgit? That's pretty indicative of where you stand with all that. So so thanks for sharing that. I I love the PSs. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
I think tech is a red sea and I think natural foods and the natural food industry is what I call more of a blue ocean. And there are lots of blue oceans out there, but it's very collaborative space and there's a lot of possibilities as entrepreneurs. And we see it very strongly here in Austin, but mm -hmm. I think, you know, we'll, we'll see it across the nation more and more. Well, well, I am so grateful that I had you come on the show and share your, your visions. And as a takeaway, what is a, a daily habit maybe that you have that keeps you in good partnership with yourself? I go hiking every morning. I hit mm. the green belt and mm. I, I do about a three to five mile hike every morning, just getting out into nature and, you know, getting that vitamin D and see a few people on the trail every now and then, which is nice, you know, and we, mm -hmm. we still throw our bandanas over our face during the pandemic here. But I mean, in general, it's kind of nice to just be outside and at peace with the universe. Yes. And you also are at peace with your daughter. I know you're raising her. And as soon as you're off the call with me, you're on to being a dad. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Next, oh, so. yeah. No, I understand you're really into parenting, too. And I think that's so important. I mean, as we build our businesses and such, you know, then we start to build our families. It's like at some point, I think the family responsibility kind of takes over yes. and uh, it becomes more important and definitely has in my life. Yeah. Thank you again, Steve. I mean, you've, you've been gracious and you've been open and, and you've painted a, a new vision for me to consider too. Thank you, Birgit. I yeah. really appreciate you inviting me to be here. And I love entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and, you know, all of you out there who are listening to this right now, you know, let me assure you that you're not alone. You know, there's a whole community of entrepreneurs out there that you can access and tap into and you should invite those people into your life. You'll feel more connected. Wow, what a great way to wrap up the show. Thank you, Steve, and thank you listeners for listening. And until next week.